everybody, and welcome back to Roll It, a movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Ty Lore. How you doing, Ty? That's a very loose term now, as always. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It feels back. To, feels good to be back in the saddle. Or back in yeah, the chair. it's been a while, <laughs> but we're we're ready to roll again. I'm uh, back, baby. I, I I picked this week. I picked a movie that it, while it's short, I wouldn't. It's not. It's not a light short romp, but it is short. So I wanted to ease you back into things. But it's yeah. definitely not. It's a it's it's a thinker. But uh, this week we are doing the 1999 film directed by Claire Denis, Beau Travail, starring Denny Levant, Gregoire Collin. And Michael Subor. So, Ty, this was... Uh, said those names like a regular European, Ryan. Like a regular Frenchman. Uh, those, those. Uh, well, I, I started taking a Duolingo course a couple weeks ago on French. Uh, you know, I want to get back into it. Get back into my, my high school French class days. And this um, episode of the podcast is brought to you by... Brought to you by Duolingo. <laughs> Duolingo. No, dude, Duolingo is actually pretty cool. I wish they would sponsor us, but... Uh, no, Duolingo is, uh, I started doing that with Spanish. I did the same thing. Yeah, you took French in yeah. high school. I took Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I was on that streak for a while. I was rolling and then I missed a day and then it like, I lost all motivation. I was Dude. like, well, what's the point now? Yeah, I know. Okay. You're like, I don't see the fire emoji anymore, <laughs> so I don't even know why I'm trying. Um, what was uh, your, what was your highest streak at? I don't. It was it was over two weeks. I mean, oh shoot, dude! I was I was rolling, dude. I, I was, got nine I was days. Good. I think nine or I was ten. Froggy. I was up towards twenty. Was feeling good. Uh, Dang! They probably said like okay. whenever you logged in, it was probably like ninety percent <laughs> of people who make it this far are French. <laughs> it pretty much did, <laughs> but nevertheless, it still failed. All right. Anyway, anyway, back to the movie. We're still talking about a French film this week, and luckily I didn't have to understand it. I could read the subtitles. So, Ty, what did you think about Beau Travail? Beau Travail. Um, first of all, that's not how I pronounced it, but happy to know <laughs> that I was wrong. Now, uh, so, eh, you know, I'm a mixed bag. It was a short movie. It's 90 minutes. It, it's and it, like, it was a short movie. I like was. how that's your leading line. It was a short movie. <laughs> Very good, Ryan. It was a short movie. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's more of a thinker, you know. You're, you're not going to, like, sit down and watch this for, like, entertainment. It's it's a slow movie um, for that 90 <laughs> minutes, you know. And I think, too, like, it's technically I, I liked it a lot. Like, I love I loved the color. I love the use of shadows. I loved how it was filmed. You know what I mean? Um I love the camera work in it and stuff like that. I love the color. Uh, I might have already said that, but that was like my favorite part. This is like, because, you know, it's set in the desert and stuff and you have all these like great pops of color and where the color comes in, it's, it's very vivid. Um, I love how it was filmed and stuff like that. As far as like the story, go, like it's, it's just a drawn out. It's, it's a drawn out story though. You know what I mean? Um, I thought so it was it was fine you know uh I probably wouldn't watch it again but as far as like art like it, it's very much like an art house movie oh yeah a hundred percent yeah exactly um you know so like if you go and do it with that mindset it, it is good uh I do have one complaint and I know this is probably I'm probably the only person in the entire world with this complaint and people are gonna be like oh wow Ty you're so dumb uh the subtitles dude they were fast I know that some were one word, but you got to keep it up there for more than a half a second. You know what I'm saying? See, I didn't have that problem. Did you watch it on Criterion Channel? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that problem. I don't. Uh, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's a me problem. Um, <laughs> I know I'm a slow reader, but I didn't think I was that slow. You know, like it would just be one word that came up, and I was like, "What was that?" And I was like, "Dang it!" I was like, "I, got, I was only on the. I was just sounding out the first two letters." Dang it. Uh, no, but other. I mean. I'm, I'm kind of half joking, but it did happen to me <laughs> quite a few times. <laughs> well, there wasn't there wasn't that much dialogue, so like there wasn't a lot of dialogue. when there was, I was like I was ready and on it. Uh, yeah, if you and if you honestly, if you missed, yeah, like the 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 subtitles were really not a big deal. I know we talked about this before with um um Parasite. 
you know, with subtitles and, and everything like that. They're, they're really not a big deal. And especially with this, there's such little dialogue that it's, even if you miss, like, even if you're a slower reader than me, which is probably, mm, I don't know, the population that's like 10 years old and younger, um, <laughs> probably not. I, I mean, we're probably talking like even five-year-olds. They're like, ah, yeah, I can read that pretty quick, Ty. Um, but no, uh, I, I think like, even if you miss some lines, you know, cause I, I did get caught up too in looking at like the framing of things and like how, like, you know, and, and so I was like, oh man, I really love how like that, like that little pop of color and like, what are they doing over there? And then they would say something and you look down and it like pops off and you're like, dang it. But if, if that happens too, you're not like missing any part of the story. So I, I did no, like how yeah. most of the story was all through acting and their actions rather than just dialogue. Um, right. Yeah. Very, very little of the dialogue is, well, I mean, it's, I'm, I don't want to say it's not important, but the dialogue isn't the point of this movie. It's, it's a, it's a story told by or through visuals very much. So, yeah, I mean, it didn't, the dialogue isn't important. I would, I would argue that, you know, I would be on your side if you said that, like, I, I don't, it's, you can tell more about the sense or like the vibe of the, the, the film or like the scene from how they're acting um you know what i mean then mm. yeah, i don't know i'm going on and on and on and on we can, we can talk about that later it, it's you know it, <laughs> it's it's it was a good movie it was definitely like an art house movie not one that you would like want to just like sit down and like hang out and watch to relax i don't know I, hey i think it depends on the person die depends on the person yeah. uh um, it's gonna be a very relaxing watch uh, it, it, I guess it can't be, you know, it's, it's very soothing. The visuals are very soothing. They are. You know, what's kind of funny. The last movie I watched, I, I'll, I'll jump. Was to, the Godfather. No, uh, it was, it was Dunkirk. I told you that. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember you too. And it was kind of funny because like watching Dunkirk and watching this, it's almost, you kind of have like a similar, um, mindset. One has a lot more action, obviously. Uh, famed and, art house director Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry. Uh, but no, like, but I guess like you know, it's almost like they're both set by the ocean. You know what I mean? Like in in many ways, it, they kind of like it was fitting. I guess what I'm trying to say is like it was almost like I was already in the, this. It, it almost seemed like an extension of Dunkirk, only a different one. If that makes any sense, you know. Yeah, you got you got your war, you got your you got your ocean sea area. Yeah, I I, I get that. Uh, it's different, but you're 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 kind of you, if you're already in that mindset, I can see that. Um, yeah, I I really I like this film a lot. Um, it's you know, I think it's great. Um, it's like I like I was kind of chiming in on your your review section it's like the the visuals like you said are amazing yeah. uh the cinematography framing use of light and shadow like you mentioned uh all of it's just so good and yeah. does does such a good job of of telling this story without without dialogue like we mentioned uh you know it's all portrayed through through the actors looks and glances and you get how they're feeling about certain things just through that. You don't need to be told. They don't need to tell you how they're feeling or what they want or, you know, their desires. Yeah. Uh, it's showed through these glances, these looks and their actions on screen. Um, and I think that's, that's really impressive when a film can do that and, uh, do it so well. Also the, just, it's it's just gorgeous to look at. Like I said, you could just put this you could put this on mute, and just have it on like. Well, I know we've mentioned this on like for like Kubrick movies. It's always said like Kubrick movies. Every time you pause it, you could like frame it and hang it on the wall. It's yeah. just made to be like a a picture. Uh, that's this movie. To Dude, a T. To, to, like, yeah, I was just gonna say to a T. <laughs> that was probably my favorite part about this movie is <clears throat> the cinematography and framing of every shot. Like it was yeah, that was top notch. That was like it's, awesome. Yeah, every every shot is like a perfect photograph. You know, you pause it, boom, frame it on the wall. Uh, it's just 
Like I, I'm gonna, I want to make it my screensaver for like my TV when it's not playing anything else. You just put it on mute and it's just like rolling through this movie and you're like seeing these landscapes of the desert and the sea and you know these just just smooth movements and uh, it's it's just so good, so nice to look at. Um, but yeah, and I think it does it says a lot about you know uh, because it's French, the French Foreign Legion and in in Djibouti in Africa uh, uh, like says a lot about like colonialism. And then uh, like the, the big thing that everybody talks about this movie is uh, it's homoeroticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you got, you just got so much that it deals with. And it's amazing that a film that has this little dialogue and it's just visuals of dudes, <laughs> just guys, just, just guys being dudes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's amazing what it can say about, you know, like, jealousy and uh sexuality and colonialism and so many different things and it and it's it's saying all that but it's like leaving it up to you to like hey you can interpret this how you want to i'm yeah. not going to give you the right answer but i'm going to give you enough information through these visuals through these act through these uh acting performances through my direction i'm going to give that to you and that's enough information for you to for you to come to a lot of different like a lot of conclusions about the film and about what it's saying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think that's super impressive. Um, but what would you, I guess what, yeah. What would you give this? This was your first time watching it, right? Yeah, this yeah. was, yeah, it's uh, been on my list for a long time. And I thought, well, you know, haven't, I haven't done one in a while. I could probably talk tie into, uh, talk tie into watching this. So yeah, no, I, Hey, Hey, don't get me wrong. You know, I enjoy a good art house film. Um, Every so often, and and I did like this. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I, I did not like it. You know, um, it was good. Like, there's there's almost so much to interpret from it that it's hard to boil it down to like this movie was about free will or this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, this movie was mm-hmm. about. It's a drama about uh, repressed homosexual uh, feelings or something. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just right. like boil it down to one point because I think it's so open ended. Um, mm-hmm. But it's I there's mean, a it's lot a, there. Yeah, there's so much. It's a great movie though, and and like I said, like the the who, who's the cinematographer um, Agnes Goddard, uh, who a Godard maybe Go, Godard, yeah Goddard. I don't know if there's um, two D's. It's just one D. G O D A R D. Yeah, I think it's Go, I think Godard. It's Godard like that would make sense. Godard, yeah. Godard, yeah. Um, which was. Uh, Claire, how do you, I'm going to mess that up because I want to be, yeah, Denis, I was like Dennis, uh, <laughs> Claire, Denis, uh, and Godard are like the dynamic duo in French filmmaking. But anyways, uh, so I read, I don't, that's not talking from experience and knowledge. Anyways, um, no, I, I mean, I really, I really, really, really enjoyed the cinematography, the lighting, um, every, everything like that. And, and when you're, I think it's often overlooked too, like how much for, for all the scenes that they did. And like, you have to think this is like 1999 too. So they weren't getting instant feedback on, on this movie when they were shooting, you know what I mean? And so like all the lighting, all the ways that they, they shot shots, um, everything like that, you know, is just out of expertise. It's just knowing that I think almost makes me like the movie more. Um, overall though, I think I, I'd, I'd probably give it like a seven out of 10 or like a three out of five. Where are you at with it? Are you five or four? I mean, I'm probably right in the middle. I'm probably like nine, nine and a half out of 10. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's up there It may, maybe even a 10. I don't know. It's, it's one that Ooh. I got to think on. Like, I mean, I didn't have my rating right away. You know, it's like, I feel like the more I think yeah. about this, it might, it might bring it up. It might be, it might get better in my mind. Uh, but I mean, it's up there. It's it's got to be at least nine, nine and a half out of ten. Ending, um, ten out of ten. <laughs> that ending is it's one of the greatest endings. <laughs> uh, I've had that song stuck in my head the whole since I finished watching it like two months ago. Um, so let me uh, let me do a little summary, and yeah, oh, then we'll go from there. I was gonna say this this summary. I I cover the first about eighty minutes of this the the film and like <laughs> the there's two cents of the summary but then like the last 10 minutes are like take up three quarters of the summary that's usually <laughs> how it happens in like 90 minute films i feel like 
it's all set up and you like I can cover that pretty easily. But. Yeah, it's very it's very much like uh th- this film is very much like uh we're going to set the scene and then the last 10 minutes is like hear the emotions all at once kind of thing, you know? Um and like here's like here's the meat of it all at the end kind of thing. Uh Yeah, a lot of action happens at like end of the second act, third act. Yeah. Area. Sure. Even though I I wouldn't this isn't a traditional traditional film but anyway yeah uh all right let me let me do the summary so former french foreign legion officer galou looks back on his time commanding and leading his men in djibouti one day a new recruit arrives santan santan is immediately liked by both his fellow legionnaires and galou's commander bruno forestier galou grows continually more and more jealous of santan and begins to despise him, especially after Santan shows his heroism and good nature, and is recognized by Forestier for it. Galou sets a trap for Santan, punishing another legionnaire brutally, knowing Santan will feel the need to help. Santan offers water to the legionnaire, but Galou strikes it out of his hand. When Santan complains of unfairness, Galou strikes him, leading Santan to strike back. Punished for striking an officer, Santan is taken and dropped off in the desert and, with thanks to Galou, a broken compass to lead him back. Galou is forced to leave by Bruno and Santan is found and rescued by a group of Africans. After after recalling this, Galou lays on his bed, gun in hand, before cutting to him dancing alone in the club in Djibouti to the rhythm of the night. So, uh... I guess what, what what do you want to talk about? For, do you want to talk about that ending first? Um, yeah. Well, why don't we start at the end? So I was watching. I don't know if you watched any of the the um, uh, additional stuff on on this movie on Criterion Channel, but I watched a, I watched the. Uh, there's an interview with Claire Denny, and then there's I also watched another uh, another little half hour thing on it. But anyway, uh, then uh, the, hold on. Skirt. Time out. What? Where's all that at on Criterion? You just have to like search for Bo Travai and it'll pop up. Oh, okay. Uh, like all the extras and stuff will pop up. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that makes sense. And they don't have that for like still, every I'm movie. still getting used to the old Criterion. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that for like every movie, but uh, mm-hmm. they have like all the stuff they release on like disc. They have like extras for them because that's what they release on. That's why their discs are so much different than everybody else's. They have all the, like the good extras with interviews and all that stuff. But uh, anyway, in the in the interview with yeah, Cla- back to the podcast. <laughs> um, in the in the interview with Claire Denny, uh, with with Barry Jenkins actually, um, he, she talks about the ending and she says like originally it was supposed to be like in the script. It was supposed to be that was supposed to be swapped. He was supposed to do the dancing and then it was supposed to cut to him, you know, laying in bed with his gun to, you know, of course, hint to his uh, suicide. Um, yeah, because his tattoo, too, said, uh, what, fight the good fight, fight and, the good fight and die. Or, yeah, fight the good fight. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, that's fair. I mean, even she even like or fight the good cause, I think. Or is it the good cause? But, yeah, fight for the good cause and die. I think it's uh something to that effect. Um, but but yeah, so I, oops, uh, so obviously that's that's still implied with that. But the fact that she swapped him, she's like, I didn't want to end on that, end on that scene with him and the gun and his and his vein pumping and stuff. Uh, so I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm wondering what that scene, because she didn't talk about this, but like, what is that? What do you think that scene represents? Why? Why would that have been? Why did that flip? Why does it work there? The scene in the nightclub. Why does it work afterward? Already supposed to think he committed suicide. I think it's. I mean, I think no matter how you flip it, you kind of because it's so drastic. You kind of know that it happened. You know what I mean? Okay, that's what I was. I gonna... mean, you're still under the assumption that he he committed suicide, no matter where the cut would be. Right, but I'm, I'm I mean, like the 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 scene, the scene in the 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 dance in the nightclub. In the nightclub, 
does that really happen? The fact that it's flipped, it makes you believe like that's like he's already committed suicide at that point, and like right. that's him being free of his, you know, free of the structure that he was bound to in life, and now he can he's like finally free to drop the connection with authority and with his uh whatever whatever structure or whatever shoot what's the word i'm looking for uh um uniformity or like uh rigidness rigidness that he put onto his life and like yeah and soldiering uh, i mean yeah but anyway what, what what do you think about that yeah so i mean i think exactly what you just said i think i think that shows that I think that implies like he's he's free from all those uh, th- that rigid that rigid lifestyle that soldiering lifestyle, you know. I think I think what it says is like you assume that he he died and now he is like that is what was building up inside of him this entire time. You know what I mean? It's almost like a, a mirror inside of uh, inside of him to show how like. Now he's finally free because it goes from that scene where he makes his bed to a freaking T, tucks everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is very orderly, rigid, uh, uh, proper. I, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I don't have a thesaurus in front of me. I'm just saying the same word over and over. But uh, and then it cuts to like this, this wild this wild dance, you know, he's like, and he like builds into it, you know, mm-hmm. um, as the song goes on, like then when he like throws down the cigarette and just starts getting after it, <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, it, but I think that shows like what this, you know, and if you read, if you read about like the movie and stuff too, when you're talking about like the, the repressed homosexual feelings, uh, that he's been building up this entire time, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's kind of like the eruption of it, right? Uh, that's him being and, free and that's from the like setting of his society, and it's, boom, yeah, you, yeah that's exactly. exactly what I'm trying to say, only in a lot less words. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think I think you're a hundred percent right. I, I think that is like cutting to that at the end is like if it was flipped, it wouldn't. I don't think it would have that same uh, that same impact on on the idea of how he was as a per, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally like, agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was thinking with it. And, um, I actually, I liked, I liked the ending a lot. Uh, I thought that was like a great ending because like, it's almost like for the audience too, you know, you have this very, like, you just kind of like, man, what's he going to do? Like he makes his bed really rigid. Then he pulls out the gun and you, you, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then you see his tattoo and then it like pans up and, and then, you know, instead of just cutting to black there and then like putting up that freaking awesome credit roll, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I, dude, I'm like, I feel like a a weird, like I'm weirdly, I lo- I love a lot of things about this movie, but just like the design of and the thought behind like the the credit roll and like the opening, uh, the opening credit and like mm-hmm. how they did all that, you know? Yeah. Um, I was like, well done, well done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, no, I think instead of just like cutting the black right there, you know, where it would just be like hmm, for the audience too, it was almost like a, a nice fade out, you know. So you're not just like, and it, which I'm a fan of, you know, I'm a fan of kind of giving like the audience that kind of. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, um, not relief, but you know what I mean, though. Like where it kind of wraps everything An together ending. really nicely. Like, a, you're like, like yeah, a, yeah, a good ending. Like, yeah, like I, I guess I'm a fan of good endings, but like I felt like that was a great ending for it because it just showed probably what you know his soul was feeling or he is mm. feeling now that he is free from this order, um, and so on. And you, you said you kind of agree. You think- yeah, that's I. I think the same thing. I don't think. If it would have been flipped, or like you said, if it if it would have just been well, I guess if it would have been flipped, it would have ended like this too. But if that scene wasn't included, and you had the the scene with him on the bed, uh, with the gun, either way, and it like the ending is just him, and then it goes to his vein, and then it just cuts to black. Like that's right. that's the ending that like you draw. Like I feel like that's the ending that you would expect. Like when it when yeah. it cut out there, you're like, oh well, that's you know, I get it. That's that's 
that's that makes sense as like a screenwriter as on a movie like that i get that you know like yeah uh that's to be expected but then you get him with this scene it seems like it's totally like out of nowhere like what is going on you know it's like yeah. it seems like such a departure from like the just you know two seconds ago um but I think that's what sets it apart and that's what makes it such a good ending is because it's so different than like what you expect. And then that's, and, but it also, it's not just different for different sake. It also works well for all the reasons you mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, no, I, I love this ending. It's, it's amazing. And there's, you know, I didn't take many notes on this movie when, when I was watching it. Um, I did <laughs> not either. just about like, uh, here, actually, let me, let me open up the old notes app and I'll tell you exactly what I wrote down. Cause I think it was like two things. Um, yeah, the pop of color. And then this is the other thing I wrote. So I, I really like the color. And, and I think this speaks like, this is, I wrote this before I even saw the ending, but you saw so many mirror images or reflections, you know? Um, and for it to end on that reflection too, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, you saw it on the bus ride when they were driving and it was like the car, it, like you, you saw a ton of reflections of, um, Help me out with his name, Ryan, because I'm I'm gonna mess it Galoo? up. Uh, Galoo, Galoo. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Gallop, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> uh, no, like Galoo, you see so many reflections of Galoo, and um, I really like that because then at the end you you also see that reflection, and and so like all the reflections up to that point have been very stoic, very like you know orderly, like this. this it's encompassed like this idea of a higher up in the French foreign legionnaires, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you have the ending where it's like also the reflection of Gelu and he's just letting loose mm-hmm. with the most wild dance moves that you'd ever seen. And uh, just r- like rolling on the floor that he was just flicking his cigarette at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just crazy stuff. But like, I think that, I think where I'm going with that is I, I like it because I think that that's what shows kind of like these moments of introspective that he's had because it's always like these moments where it's just him or it's like, you know, you have him on the train or whatever. And there was, there was like a guy behind him, you know, but he's like, it's, it's all this reflection. And I feel like the entire movie is like when he's by himself, he's reflecting on himself. Mm-hmm. And then when he's, when he is, uh, with the soldiers, you know, he's, he's very much like it's all outward then because he is like this, he's, um, fulfilling this persona of like this orderly French foreign legionnaire, uh, commander, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I want to jump off that scene that you were talking about when he's the one where he's on the, uh, the train, uh, mm-hmm. that's what it was or, the train or the Metro, whatever you want. But, Uh, and he's, but he's, yeah, you see his reflection and he's also, he's facing backwards. So he's watching what's already passed, what the train's already passed. So I read that Mm -hmm. as like very much watching. He's looking, of course, he's retelling this whole story. This whole story's happening in his memory. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's like, he's, he's like looking back at his past and also like reflecting on himself and what he did in that past. Uh, I thought that was a, that was, that was a very, symbolic and I, I thought that was a very important scene there on the metro um yeah i just wanted to shout that out because you brought it up um yeah no for sure and i really like i think that's so at first too you know he sits down and it's, it's like this awesome french like landscape you know he's sitting on like this little patio or terrence and he's painting and you know he's like what what's he like i have a lot more free time now or something like that mm-hmm. yeah and so you kind of start off by that and then you like with the flashback then it goes to Djibouti, and it's just from there on you're like okay this is like he's reliving this you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. um but like i that's what i really i don't know i i enjoyed i mean obviously you also see him writing too uh the memoirs and 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 whatnot like his memories but i really liked that it's like those small little like nuggets placed throughout the movie that help bring it all together. And I think that's what made me like the ending just as much because like I loved all the reflection and and it made sense to me. 
I was like, oh, he's reflecting on himself or he's looking inward or this is like he's trying to see how he views himself kind of thing throughout this entire movie. And then at the end, he's like, it's just it in all those other times where there's that reflection, there's always somebody else around, whether it's a soldier or or him or not him, uh, a soldier or like the guy on the metro or whatever. Um, there's always other people around where at the end you you can obviously tell it's just him mm-hmm. in this uh in this scene dancing and i think that's what kind of like tied it all together for me yeah yeah the constraints of anybody else aren't aren't uh holding him back or you know it's not causing him to act differently or you know uh in through societal standards he's finally able to let that all go uh yeah yeah for sure um, and I, I love in this movie too. Like, if you look up like the <clears throat> cast, they only name like three people. So you know, like it's yeah. just like Galo, Galou, the commander, and then Santin, Santon, and then uh, Santon. I think the only See, other do a linguist paint on big for you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> and then Santon. uh his uh Galou's like girlfriend, Bruno. Uh, oh. no, that, that's the only. That's the only other besides those three. I think. Uh, Rael or Rahel. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. only other character that has a name in this. There, are, everybody else is just mm. legionnaire. Uh, yeah, or or of course people dancing at the club. Um, yeah, but I think you know, like or you man were, on metro, man on metro. Uh, I think you you brought up a good point as say there's always people around when he's in this reflection. One of the one of the best scenes. Well, I guess I don't even know if Glue's in that. Uh, it's there's a scene where it's at the club and uh, you see the the whole scene is shot through a reflection. Um, it's when the, the there you we see we're we're watching the women dance and then it's pulled back a little bit and then you see the kind of the the legionnaires like uh, cycling through uh, the club around the women. Um, mm-hmm. And the whole scene shot and but notably you don't see Galou Santon or of course, Bruno there. None of the none of the three main uh, named characters are there. But we also at the at the beginning, like well, maybe it's not the beginning. I can't I can't keep the uh, the club scenes separated in my head. But there's a scene <laughs> where uh, where Rahel Rael is dancing, and I think it's the last scene in the club with like people there. Um, that's not just just Galu. But she's dancing. She's in like a red dress, and she's kind of looking over at uh, Galu, or it's made to look like she's looking over at Galu. And of course, we still see like the mirrors. He's standing right beside the mirrored like wall or whatever. Um, and I think that's like, <sighs> and he just kind of has this blank expression on his face, and he's kind of just like staring back at her. Uh, but no, mm-hmm. but he's not like going over and dancing with her like he does at the beginning of the movie, and I think that that really ties into like the way he sees himself around. Like I think that ties into like the homo eroticism or homosexual reading of this movie is he's kind of like looking at that and like being like that's a reflection of what I'm supposed to want or you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's that's what i'm supposed to need or that's a reflection of like what society wants for me and like that's not what i want he's like i'm actually you know conflicted about my attraction to santon who's you know not in that scene i think uh mm-hmm. uh galu's the only man in that scene it's all the women dancing and he's just standing there watching watching them but i think that's interesting way use of or reading of like how the mirror is used there uh, as to like what 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 society is reflecting back to him as to what he should should want uh, according to yeah. societal standards and stuff. Yeah, I, I can like I can I can definitely see that. I, that wasn't like my first takeaway from it, but that makes a lot of sense too. And and just you know, speaking of Santon, is that my saying right? I think so. I, I mean, like such an idiot, I don't know. Dude. I feel like I'm not a Frenchman. <laughs> I, we're doing. <laughs> I like doing foreign films, man, but I can't pronounce the names <laughs> for the life of me. It makes you feel like a dumb um, American. It, yeah, it honestly, it truly does. Uh, if, if 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 I don't, if I didn't sound like that by saying the subtitles were too fast at the beginning, <laughs> uh, I definitely sound like that now. <laughs> um, 
So do you, what do you think is the importance of finding out that he's like an orphan or like he never had any parents and was found in like a stairway? Do you think that ties into how he was as a sort like what was um, what was the purpose of adding that in? You know what I mean? Because I feel like there has to be a purpose with with a movie that's ninety minutes and that brings so much discussion with it. Like, what do you think the purpose is of like uh, the idea or like the knowing that Santon was found in a stairwell by just some uh, and, and didn't never knew his no. mom or dad or anything before he joined the French Foreign Legion, right? Um, yeah, I don't, I I thought it was an interesting choice. I think, because in a way, like up until that point, you're like, because the French Foreign Legion, it's very much like a place and it makes it clear. It makes reference to that with like that Russian guy. He's like, oh, I just like, it's, it's kind of, uh, not a, I don't want to say trope, but like the French Foreign Legion is known for like people running off to join it that like, I don't know about don't fit into society is the right term, but like that want to want to get away from society. They want not necessarily, I don't, I don't know how to phrase I think, it, you but know, like, I, but I like people a that, podcasts. Oh. oh, sorry. I was going to say people no, 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 that sorry, like needed, needed a fresh start in life or, you know, that wanted mm-hmm. to get away from their decisions at, you know, in whatever home country they were, they could go join the French foreign legion and like, you know, have a fresh start. And it wasn't necessarily like the the creme de la creme, I should say. Like you weren't recruited into it. You were like you went and sought it out, you know. Right. And I think that's like that Russian guy that's talking to uh, that's talking at the beginning, and you know, Santan's teaching him a little French. Um, but uh, he's asked like, "Why did you Why did you want to join?" He's like, "Oh, you know, I was I was in Russia, and you know, it's it, it you know it wasn't great. I didn't I didn't like fighting for Russia." Uh, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was fighting for an ideal I didn't believe in. But anyway, it's it's kind of like showing that these are these are kind of like the outcasts. And Santan comes in and he's just like perfect, you know, and everybody yeah. loves him and he just does everything perfectly. And that's why, of course, that's why Galu feels resentment towards him. But and then we get that and it's like, no, he's not like he's he went through, you know, about as rough of a life or you can assume from how his life began uh about as rough of a life as you could imagine but he's still able to be this kind of bastion of like morality and perfection um even through that so yeah i thought that was interesting that uh they didn't just let it be like a mystery that like why this perfect dude came uh came to the french foreign legion in a, give, in a movie where everything's a mystery. Right. <laughs> it, they did give him kind of like a backstory, but it it does kind of, but also I think it's like, even through that hardship and pain, like he still became this good of a person, you know, this, this bastion of, uh, her- heroism and perfection and, you know, doing things the right way. Like even through his like messed up, uh, beginning to life and maybe that's the reason why like they're saying like you know that's just how like good of it he's just like wholly a good person regardless of you know the 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 terribleness that he came from um yeah and that's and, and i i think you have something going there too because i i think that like the idea of he has every reason in the world to hate people <laughs> you know right to hate society to hate to hate uh, I mean to just be kind of not that not that he should be or anything, but like just, just to be have like be ashamed of the world, you know. Like when you find out that you were just kind of like unwanted and found in a stairwell by a stranger, kind of thing, you know. Like he has every right to be upset at the world and and kind of. Um, but but he turns to you know trying to be or being like an exemplary soldier. In the French Foreign Legion, which I was going to say, yeah, you were, you know, for anyone who doesn't know about the French Foreign Legion, I think today it's it's a lot different than obviously it wasn't like the 90s and before that. But for a lot of the time, it was like, yeah, it was just like a misfit group of like, you know, it, it was kind of like uh, back in the day. It was like if you if you wanted to avoid some prison time for some crime or whatever, you know, 
you go and you join the French Foreign Legion, and they like whip you into their their cadres, like whip you into shape, and right? Stuff like that. Yeah. And there's actually a really cool podcast. Um, the first time I I learned about the the French Foreign Legion was on, I think it was like three years ago, four, three or four years ago. Um, on the Jocko podcast, he interviewed a guy. I'm blanking on his name, but he was in the French Foreign Legion. I think he I think he came from like Canada, but he just like showed up, knocked on the door, and said he wanted to be a legionnaire. And they were kind of like, ha, huh, nah. And then he kept coming back, and he finally became a legionnaire and, like, one of the top ones, too. Uh, but that was, yeah, like, I think the idea is, like, if you're lost in life, we're going to we're gonna straighten you out. We'll take you in, and we'll show you, you know, we'll, like, give you a purpose. Right. Um, Which is to the extent of Galou's tattoo, you know. It's like, fight the good – fight – fight for the good cause and die. You know, it's just, it's like, that was his purpose then. Yeah. And he, from doing all of that, you know, and all these introspectives he had, I think he started to realize that like, there was more to him than just that, you know? And I don't know if that's, I was kind of like, I feel like at the beginning, his tattoo is more defined than it is at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, too, he's freaking ripped. Dude. You would never <laughs> think you would never think in a million years that he was that Dennis Levant was like had like an eight pack and stuff, and then you just see him on the beach and you're just like, What? They're all ripped in this. Dude, oh yeah, they're all ripped, but you, I was not expecting a I know it was like nineteen ninety nine, but how old was he? He was probably in his fifties. I don't know he? how old. I think his face makes him look older than he is. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Alright, I need to find out. We're brief. All right, he's sixty now. Oh, he was probably four. He was he was in his forties, late thirties. He was in his forties. No, yeah. late thirties. He was born in nineteen sixty one. Yeah, so so he's in his late thirties when this was filmed. late thirty. He was thirty like nine. Yeah, thirty eight. Okay. Yeah. No, his face um, makes him look older than he is. His face kind of hasn't changed in the last thirty years either. No, but anyway. <laughs> Anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, you know the tattoos like the tattoos more like defined and stuff, and then at the end you kind of see it and it's like faded and stuff like that. So I was kind of wondering if if his good cause has also changed, and it was like more like oh, actually I should be instead of just like what is like I maybe through all that reflection too, he was like well, what is the good cause? Because you know every day we're just out here in the desert, you know, pulling rocks, painting rocks, yeah digging you know what i mean not like, necessarily doing anything relevant doing yeah like they're all just soldiering but they're just there's no and that's an interesting thing about this movie too because there's not many movies that take place um in a military uh there's not many movies that are solely focused on the military that have zero action or zero war i mean you did have that explosion you know but even that was like not well, that was just yeah. They were doing a maneuver and yeah, practicing. Maneuver. But like that yeah. was like the most action, I guess. And you, you don't know, even like, see it; it's already you happened. Yeah, you don't even yeah. see it. Yeah, you see you see the end of it. And I think that's when they pulled him up in the boat. I think that's probably what reminded you haven't seen Dunkirk, but there's kind of a scene that's like that. I'm not spoiling anything for you. Don't worry. No, I know. Uh, I know the general plot of Dunkirk. It was, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know how it ends and all that, right? Um, but uh, no, I, I think that. I think that was an interesting part too, I guess is what I'm saying is like, you have this movie, this military base, but there's really no war. It's not based in conflict and war. It's conflict of self rather than conflict against each other. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, I wanted to go back. I want to talk about that, but I wanted to go back before I forget and talk about something you mentioned a couple minutes ago about why, like when you were talking about why, uh, no, I can't even remember how you brought it Santan? up. But something, something about like why, like why Santan's uh, like he could have very much hated the world, and I oh, think yeah. it was an interesting flip, and that that's part of why why that was talked about, uh, or it kind of just clicked in my head of why it was talked about where he came from. Um, was he should be like mired in this resentment, which is you know like it's it's a term in philosophy meaning like you're living you're kind of living with a with a sense of hostility and anger towards something that you deem as like the uh the cause of your the cause of the position you're in 
you know, you're like, oh, this is the reason my life is awful and I'm going to live my whole life just to get back at this said cause. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, very much he, he would have the um, reason to do something like that. Like, being, you know, abandoned by his parents and leave, being left in the stairwell to be found. And then, and you know, uh, wherever his life went from there. Like, he very much had the ability or the reasoning that he could have gone through to be like, wow, I'm going to live my whole life as, like, an anger towards my this this apparent cause of where my life went. You know what I mean? But right, and nobody would blame him for that. Too, ex- exactly. Yeah. But like he, instead he like turns himself into, you know, he works explicitly against that. And he's like, well, that's, that's just the way it was. And you know, I'm, I'm just going to be a, a decent person and try to be the best person I can be. And like, uh, there's no indication that, uh, Galou had anything like that happen to him in his life. Like he mm-hmm. has, you know, he's, he's a commander. He's been, he's, you know, said to be the perfect legionnaire, the perfect, uh, soldier and stuff. But like, as soon as this guy arrives on scene, like he's immediately living, like living a life of resentment towards him. Like that guy is yeah. the cause of his, all his, uh, despair and frustration and everything bad about his life. It's all because of Santan arrived. And it's like, there's been nothing that, would indicate like, Hey, you're, you're, you're doing all right, dude. Like nothing has materially changed for you, but yet this triggered you into feeling that resentment towards Santan. And then of course, turning his eyes solely on him and ruining his life because of it. Uh, I think that's why that was shown. Like the differences in character between the two of like, uh, Santan has the justification to one could say has the justification to live his life like that. But he chooses not to, whereas Galoo, at the first sign of it, uh, after having a what seems like a good life, uh, flips the switch and goes against that and lives in this life of Rizantamon. Yeah, I think I think you bring up a good point there, too, you know? Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, too, like, <clears throat> the the scene that I think, you know, obviously there's this, there's this tension, obviously, and this, like, anger towards from Galoo and, and Santan and, and throughout it. But I think what the push up scene, dude. Yeah. Was like the pinnacle of like, I hate this guy. You <laughs> yeah. Know? When it was just like, he was saying it at first and then he got down and it's almost as if like, I can do this better than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was screaming like, out orders like so fast. It didn't even make sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He was just like up, down, <laughs> midway, down, midway, midway, down, up, <laughs> <Yeah>. midway. <laughs> But like all his frustration was like coming out there too, and you 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 would just be like, oh okay, like he is just a hundred percent after this dude trying to because he faced off with him right away. I mean, obviously, there's other scenes that like show the tension and the the like when they're circling each other on the beach. Yeah, yeah, um, that might be the most like homoerotic scene in the movie. Yeah, you know, so when when you read about this, it talks a lot about like um, homosexual like repression. Uh, and um, throughout the movie and stuff, without without knowing it, without reading about that or, or having that in the back of your head to begin with, I think it would take up until that scene. Like that scene gives gives that away. You yeah, know what I mean? But I other than that, I mean, and that that scene's very short. Like that's what like a minute scene maybe. Other than that, like I I don't really personally see and let like. Until that, then then you can go back through the scenes and say, like, okay, I can see a little bit here. Like, we talked about the reflections or, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, but I, I agree with that. I, I knew quite a bit about this movie going into it. Like, I knew about all the, you know, thematically and stuff like that. So I knew what I was looking for in terms of stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, that it definitely, I mean, that feels like an explicitly, like an explicit turning point for that theme. You know, it's like, well, yeah. if you haven't seen it so far, like this, I mean, it's, you can feel it in that scene. Very. Apparent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I didn't, I didn't, I did not, I'm the opposite of you. I did not know anything about this. Uh, so I, whenever I like looked it up at first, I just kind of wanted to get a brief idea, you know, like a time plays, like what was going on, um, like when it was filmed, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, I'd seen it. I think it's like 
I think it's kind of like classified as like a drama slash like uh, what did it say? I'm gonna pull. If you just Google it, drama LGBT. Oh, like, really? It does it does from 1999? Yeah. If you just Google wow. it, like that's that's interesting. It's the first because yeah. there's nothing so, nothing explicitly you know LGBT or gay or that's whatever what you want to call thought, it. Nothing yeah. explicitly happens ever or not. Even, even anything approachingly approaching that, it nothing happens. It's, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That that's what I so like. That's you know I I just did a quick Google search. If you, if you just look up uh, the title, it comes up. Not rated nineteen ninety nine drama LGBT, um, and then one minute thirty two or one hour thirty two minutes or whatever. Um, you know, but that's like so i i kind of had that idea of that theme throughout going into it you know so like mm-hmm. it was almost but yeah i'm I'm with you like until that scene on the beach where they're circling each other that's like the most like uh that's that's the most what like whatever you want to call it like um tension tensionous uh or or you tension know filled. Re- repress the yeah, attention filled what i say tensionous, tensionous. Uh, i don't know it might be a word i don't know I doubt it. <laughs> doubt it. I'm just making up words here. That's what I do. Um, tension-filled, like, repression of homosexual feelings, you know, that Galu has for um, Santan. And actually, too, just from, like, Googling that, I, I saw – I didn't see this – the Criterion Channel's uh, uh, poster, I guess, for it or thumbnail for the movie or whatever – is perfect it's santan and it has like the shadow over his face you know oh yeah that's the normal yeah that's the regular poster for it. it's that's such a good no, poster dude it looks so good dude that's not the normal poster the real the original poster is a dual galu santan from the face off on the beach oh interesting yeah because yeah the one on like letterbox is the one you always see and it's just the blue background yeah. with santan standing there half i mean that looks so good so good yeah that is very yeah <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's and, and but you know even i'm looking through like the screenshots from it too like there's really not many like it's that one maybe like the aggressive hug scene yeah that, that one yeah and i can't remember if that's before or after that face-off time but i think that's it was right. after that that one is I very think. much because you're like what what's going on but that one you can feel it there too, because you're like, "What are they yeah. doing?" Uh, yeah. But yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of that fa- or that hugging scene, let's talk. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about. Well, there's a couple of points I can tie into that. Um, so first of all, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that this is largely based off of the the book "Billy Bud Sailor" by Herman Melville. Nineteenth century uh, book too. Yeah. Uh, he unfinished when he died. Yeah, uh, close, close to finished, but still unfinished. Um, but yeah, it's said to be you know his masterpiece behind Moby Dick. Uh, I I gotta read it. I I started reading it yesterday, but then I was like, ah, I'm I'm never gonna finish this in time for our uh, time for our recording. So like, let me just wait. Um, so I didn't even I didn't even like start reading it or anything. What did you just start reading it online? Yeah, I just found a PDF of it online. Um, did you, uh, like, is it, is it, is it very, is it a hard read or is it just very, I I made it a couple pages in. I mean, it's, it's, it's filled with some, uh, like it's very like 19th century dialect. Um, you know, so I wouldn't say it's, it's a short read. I don't know if it's like a easy, I don't, I haven't made that far, but anyway, uh, but so it's based on that, and it's very much the same story. This dude arrives, the sailor arrives on a ship, and you know the master at arms uh, does not like him, and eventually sabotages him. And uh, anyway, the the sailor ends up killing. Can't remember if it's the master at arms or. I think it must be. He kills the master at arms, not on purpose, but like on accident, and rather than like Santan just hits Galu. Um, mm-hmm. he, I think he hits him and it kills, you know, the Galoo character. Uh, and then, uh, the, I think Billy Bud is the sailor's name. I think he's sentenced to, to hang. Uh, and yeah, that's, 
That's the general premise, but nobody nobody dies in this one, so maybe it's a little more. Spoiler well, alert, Ryan. Jeez. Galoo, Galoo doesn't die, I guess, but uh, or Galoo does die. Santan doesn't. He makes it out. But anyway, um, but anyway, the, the the there's a there's an opera. There's a Billy Budd opera written by Benjamin Britten. And that's the music that plays a, yeah. a, a lot during the all the like choreographed uh, exercise and you know these drills, calisthenics, all the stuff they're doing. It, the, this operatic score is playing behind all that, and it, it feels just like so. I don't know. There's just this vibe that goes with it. It makes it feel so intense and amazing. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I, I read this. I read that too. Um, and that made a lot more sense. Like reading about like why they chose that score. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because at first when you watch it, you just kind of the first time I heard it, I was just kind of like, "Huh, that's different." You know, for this kind of scene. And then by the set, like when you hear it again or whatever, you're just kind of like, "That makes sense." <laughs> yeah. I, at least in my mind, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. Boy, there's a lot more we could talk about, but like every every Oof, road, I know we're, we're we'll be getting into a bunch. Um, I did. I think wanna... we hit the main. I think we went. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no. I, I no. You're right. I think we hit the main. A, a lot of the stuff we didn't really get into much of colonialism. Uh, yeah. I think there's some stuff to be talked about with like the structural nature of like systems and society and stuff that we could talk about more. Um, I think there's the a one, little religion mixed in there too. There's there's a lot there's a lot here in this thir- in this 90 minute film with very little dialogue. There's a lot to unpack. Um, the 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 one scene I did want to mention just because I really love it a lot. Uh, it, I don't really have it much to tie into anything else, but there's a scene with uh, Galu and uh, Bruno, and they're sitting. They're sitting up on like the patio area. It's when they got like that little party thing set up. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They're sitting up in that patio area and they're behind a fence. And all the other, all the the legionnaires are like in the water doing what they were. Uh, like I don't know what the training with their knives and stuff. And anyway, uh, they were like in the water training, and you know it looked like they were just having you know having a good old time. But, you know, uh, Bruno and uh, Galou are like looking down on this. And I think that it, they're looking and there's these shots from them looking behind from behind the fence and then like of their faces through the fence. And very much like they want to be a part of that legionnaire like brotherhood. But now they've gone too high. They, they're like disconnected from it. They can't be a part of it anymore. They're like right. they're they're disconnected. And I, I just I thought that was even though like we see Santan is is injured, you know, um, and he's he's his foot gets sliced open uh, like so there's pain to go with it. But like the com- the camaraderie and brotherhood goes with that pain like that's part of it. Like you get that one comes with the other and like Bruno and Galoo want that back. They want that camaraderie and brotherhood and they they can't have it like they're. They're just they're unable to attain that anymore. They're yeah, it's, it's gone from them. Uh, I thought that was a great. I just thought that was like great symbolism and great use of uh, great use of framing and stuff. I mean, yeah, I I totally. I mean, I didn't. That's not what I was thinking whenever I first watched it, but I, I could totally see that thinking back on it. You know. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But anyway, yeah, like I said, we could talk about a lot more, but that that probably enough. We're we're closing in on an hour, so that's that's probably uh, enough for this week. We don't have anything for next week, do we, Ty? <laughs> Lol, you thought we might. Uh, but hey, Rat- at least Ratatouille. <laughs> at least at least we're back, man. At least we're, we're back, dude. Back. It feels good. Yeah. So, yeah, we will Took be a back. Bit of a hiatus, but I'm back. Yeah, we're we'll be uh, so we'll be back to our regular schedule now every two weeks. So, uh, yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll we might post something. Yeah, I gotta start posting more. I've I got lazy posts and stuff too on our social meds. Um, I know, dude. I but, I can help out with that too now. <laughs> but 
Yeah, my but schedule I just got to I got to think about. It. I was out of my roll of brain there for a while, like like I wasn't even thinking about it. It was just gone. Uh, but anyway, we're back now. So yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. We'll post. We'll uh, we'll maybe we'll let you know. If not, it'll be a surprise in two weeks on YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, I guess we'll uh, we'll see all then. Oh, I guess we forgot to say our social medias. You want to do that? Oh, that's all right. I was gonna go into that, and then I was like, that seemed kind of like a good ending. <laughs> I totally forgot. It's been too long, like I was saying. It's been too long. So if you wanna if you wanna shoot us some messages, and you wanna shoot us some uh, movie ideas. Or your thoughts on uh, on this movie or any other movies we've done. A couple easy ways to do that. One is to email us at rollitpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on all the social networks. Uh, and by all of them, I obviously just mean two of them, which is Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we're Roll It Podcast on there. And be sure to follow us for the latest um, on the movies. And we, we try to post a little something-something every once in a while, too. Um just for your movie fix anything else ron uh no i think that just about does it and yeah like i said we'll uh we'll see y'all in two weeks with uh something to be determined catch you then